0: Of all cancers affecting both men and women, colorectal cancer, cancer of the colon or rectum, is the second leading cause of death from cancer in the United States. Fortunately, the death rate for colorectal cancer is declining, and one reason for this decline is an increase in preventative screening. Here to talk with us about colorectal cancer screening is Dr. Matthew McKenna, Division Director, Department of Family and Preventative Medicine, Division of Preventative Medicine at Emory Healthcare. This is Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. Here's Bill Klaproth. Dr. McKenna, thank you for your time. So, first off, can you tell us about colon cancer and who is most at risk?
1: So, as you already have discussed, colon cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death in the United States. Uh, people who are most at risk are persons who have a family member, first degree mother, father, brother, sister who's had colon cancer, people who have certain diseases of the colon. Such as Crohn's disease. But there's also some risk factors um, that are behavioral that are related to it, uh, such as um, being obese, um, not engaging in regular physical activity, and having a low fiber, uh, low plant based kind of diet. Um, Those are all things that can put people at increased risk of colon
0: cancer. So having a family member who has had colon cancer, someone uh, potentially with Crohn's disease, or even uh, lifestyle as well can contribute to the risk factors of colon cancer. Exactly. So why are colorectal screening so important?
1: Well, because luckily, uh, colon cancer is one of the tumors that is most um, open to being uh, screened for and can help prevent people from experiencing very bad health outcomes. Uh, the two, two main reasons that colon cancer is Susceptible to this kind of intervention is one because it takes a very long time for colon cancer to grow. So uh, it, it can take a couple of decades. So um, by identifying it early on, you can remove the cancer or even precancerous lesions, lesions that have a, a risk of turning into cancer, they can be removed and actually prevent the cancer from occurring at all. And then secondly, um, people don't think about this very much, but actually the inside of the colon is outside of the body. Um, So obtaining um, information about what's going on there, it doesn't require uh, a lot of invasion of people's bodies, Um, not like having to do uh, a breast biopsy for breast cancer or um, screening for lung cancer where you actually have to go into people's chest. You can actually get um, to material that's in the colon. It may sound strange to people, but you can actually find out what's going on along the lining of the colon much easier than many other organs in the body. So it's it's a common tumor. It it commonly is a cause of cancer death, and yet it can be identified very early on and make a huge difference in people's health by um, taking care of, of of the tumor early in the
0: process. That is so true. So when should someone get screened and how often?
1: Well, the current recommendations are for an average risk person, um, you know, someone who doesn't have one of the major risk factors, I talked about a family member or a uh, a major disease of the colon, that those people should talk to their individual doctors about when to start. But for the average American, uh, the recommendations are to start uh, around 50 years of age. And then the frequency of testing depends on what test you... Um, Are screened with, Um, there's a variety of tests that have been found to be effective and they kind of fall into two major categories. One is where the actual um, anatomy or or structure of the colon is evaluated, either through a um, x-ray testing or actually putting a tube into the colon and looking at the inside to see if anything is going on. Um, And then there's the other sort of tests that involve obtaining some stool uh, and looking to see if there's any blood or any evidence of cancer um, components in the stool. Uh, the tests that involve looking at the structure of the colon, sort of the anatomy, the one that's the most advanced is called colonoscopy. That's where they do what I described, put a tube into the colon and look through the entire colon. People who have that done, and it's normal, only need to have it done every 10 years. As I said, this is a very sensitive test, very accurate, and um, the tumor grows so slow that if you don't have any evidence of any problems uh, uh, the first time, you don't need to have it looked at again for another 10 years. Many of the other tests are somewhere in between um, one to five years, depending on which test you uh, have
0: executed. And Dr. McKenna, let's talk about the colonoscopy. I think one of the things that scares people away is the PrEP. Can you tell us about that? Because I've had a colonoscopy, and I can tell you it's not that bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as you're alluding to, the worst part of it for people is the, is what's called the PrEP. You're given a um, basically a jug of uh, uh, close to about a half gallon of um fluid to drink. Actually, you're given some powder and you mix it up into a fluid and then you drink that all down and you then have to um, have an induced kind of diarrhea for several hours to clean out the colon. Um, the actual procedure itself, it generally, you know, the, the, one night you'd have the, the, the cleansing occur and then the next day you go in for the procedure. Um, everyone is pretty, is under anesthesia. I mean, they're, they're, they don't even remember when it happened. It's a, from that standpoint, it's a fairly benign procedure. Uh, people you know, go in, they go to sleep, they have it done, they wake up, and they go home on the same day. For the most part, it, that's that's most people's experience. Um, I do want to say that the you know the prep is a very short term, several hours of unpleasant time on the toilet um, for for. And, but some folks do find that objectionable. So. Um, we do want to emphasize that almost all of the screening tests that I talked about have been shown in very good studies to be effective and can decrease someone's risk of getting colon cancer uh, or dying from colon cancer. So, um, you know, if people just find the idea of having to go through the PrEP so awful, we don't want to discourage them from looking at some other alternatives. It's always good to have options.
0: All right, let's talk about those options. What about the screening tests where the specimen is collected at home? We see the commercials on TV all the time. Dr. McKenna, what about those?
1: Yeah, so the one you're seeing advertised the most is one um, that is uh, a test where they actually can identify genetic material from a tumor. You know, tumors are mutations. There are cells in our bodies that mutate and change the genes. And they have a test that can identify uh, those genetic changes as the tumor sort of sheds those um, genetic material into the into the stool. And that's the one you see advertised the most. Um, that has been found to be of accurate and sensitive test, um, not as accurate as the colonoscopy. But, um, in fact, people who go through that test only need to have testing done if it's normal every three years as opposed to some of the other stool tests, which are annual tests. Um, the the major drawback to the one you see advertised the most on TV is that it is very expensive, um, and different people's insurance pay different amounts of that particular test. Some people's insurance don't cover it. Um, by law, they have to cover the colonoscopy as a screening test. Um, under the Affordable Care Act, um, almost all these tests are approved the um, government body that sort of evaluates preventive services, and they are, have to have these preventive services free of charge. Um, but the, the guard test, which is the one you see advertised, it's every three years. It is accurate, but um, it has not been sort of uh, endorsed by that governmental organization. So some people's insurance will pay for it, some people's
0: insurance won't. Okay, that's really good to know and of course the colonoscopy is the gold standard but like you say if you're scared away from the prep talk to your physician right and and make a decision that way yeah
1: i mean there's lots of there's lots of other options the thing to understand though is that if if any if you opt for any of those other tests and they're abnormal you're going to get a colonoscopy (laughs) it is the gold standard i mean it is the it is the best it is the most accurate screening test and it is the diagnostic test to verify what the other tests you know, identify potential abnormalities
0: and last question for you, Dr. McKenna. Yeah. Where can someone go to get screened or is that go to your physician first and then go from there how How does that work?
1: Yeah, usually it's best to talk to your doctor about um your interest in this test, and most physicians have uh, referrals to centers that are doing this. I mean, we here at Emory have a very um a very efficient system that people Uh, Once they get a referral, they're contacted, it's scheduled, they get instructions in the mail, and they're they're, um, basically bucket of of powder that they mix up the night before, and they go in and and have the procedure done. Most places have really set up um, very efficient systems for being able to get people screened. Um, And again, it's, it's the type of thing you can discuss with your doctor about other options they might be able
0: to provide you. Great information, Dr. McKenna, and take it from someone who's had a colonoscopy, get it done. It's better than getting cancer. Dr. McKenna, thank you for your time. For more information, visit emoryhealthcare.org slash primary care doctors. That's emoryhealthcare.org slash primary care doctors. You're listening to Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.